0: In terms of figuring out where to go, I never try to do everything at once. I pick one thing, I focus on testing it, I focus on analyzing the outcome and then adjusting based on that one thing at a time because I can't do, I can do one thing well, I, I cannot do everything well, it's just not possible. Mm-hmm. And I also would say like before you go down the route of trying a new platform or a new place, ask your audience. I mean, even directly ask or, or just start to listen and see if that's some, something that they would even want. From cave drawings to family histories to stories around the fire, humans crave order among chaos, connection amid isolation. So...
1: And welcome to the Storytellers Network podcast. I'm glad you're listening today. Uh, this is a great another great episode. Man, I tell you, it's been almost 50 episodes, and I say this every single dang time, but I just can't believe I get to do this and talk to amazing people. In this episode, we hear from a, a natural storyteller who is changing the world of marketing. Uh, and I'm just going to quote this off of what she says from her, uh, from her LinkedIn profile, because it says it best. To say I'm passionate about inbound would be an understatement. Whether it's creating inbound marketing content, enabling my inbound sales team, delighting customers, or merging account-based everything with the inbound methodology, I use HubSpot and I bleed orange. And that's Stephanie. Uh, Stephanie is the Director of Audience Engagement and, and Community at Impact. Uh, and she absolutely loves connecting people. Uh, connecting with people and building relationships. And she's actually been using HubSpot for a number of years across very, a variety of industries on the client and agency side. And she uses story to connect with people and to help people. She is absolutely amazing. We have a great conversation. Um, outside of her, her regular job at Impact, she also loves uh, photographing weddings, trying new restaurants and taking her dog Penny to the park. And as I'm recording this, she's about to get married. So when you're listening to this, she just got married recently. So uh, she and her wife are, are celebrating that right now, and it's absolutely amazing. Um, and today, Stephanie shares with the Storytellers Network her storytelling craft, uh, her successes, some of the challenges she faces, in other words, her story. And as we get into that conversation today, a friendly reminder to visit the StorytellersNetwork.com for more resources, for past episodes, for how to contact me, all kinds of stuff, uh, just to help you better tell your story. And if you're new, don't forget, uh, well, you can't forget because you're new, but if you're new, check this out. You can text Storytellers to 31996 to subscribe. So if uh, you're listening on the web or whatever, you're listening somewhere else other than Apple Podcasts, uh, where, where you can just click subscribe, you can actually text Storytellers to 31996 to subscribe. And now I'll shut up and get to the stories. So thanks for joining me tonight, Stephanie. Uh, I do appreciate it very much.
0: My pleasure. Happy to be here. Yeah.
1: Storytellers Network listeners are going to get some good value out of tonight. You are, uh, i tell you we've, we've been acquaintances, friends for a while. Um, social media friends for a while. We've met in person. I've eaten your cupcakes, which are amazing by the way. Thank you. Get out of marketing, get back into baking. Um, but, uh, <laughs> but I, but I've been watching your career and, and I just, man, it's, it's, it's a privilege to watch it and to see what you're doing. So I'm glad to have you on tonight.
0: Oh, thank you. That's so nice of you to say. Yeah.
1: So, so you're a marketer. Um, and you work a lot in social media and you have for a long time. And, and right now, in fact, you're, I mean, I consider a community manager, but it's actually director of audience engagement, but you kind of manage the community for impact, right?
0: Yeah, that's definitely one of the things that I do. We added the audience component very intentionally. Like mm-hmm. I helped create that title because I wanted it to be more than managing an audience database and more than tweeting. And right. so this is, this is more than both for sure.
1: Yeah. And do you find yourself kind of considering what you do as storyteller also?
0: Yeah, I think so. Um, I mean, I wouldn't say, uh, when I hear the word storytelling, I still think of like somebody at a library with like a bunch of kids on a carpet who's about to like tell a story. (laughs) Uh, And no one would hire me for that. But I think that you have to be able to tell a story to connect with people. Mm -hmm. And so much of my job is connecting with people.
1: Oh yeah. And you do great at it. And, and why do you think the story is such a part of connecting us?
0: Um, that's interesting. I was thinking about that earlier, thinking about this podcast and just the concept of storytelling in general. And I think it's so interesting to me that I can tell a story the same way, twice, three times, 10 times, even just once. And everyone who hears it's going to hear it differently based on, you know, your internal context and your experiences. Like everyone experiences my story that I tell differently depending on their situation. And yet, even though it's different for every single one of us, we're having this experience that bonds us together. And so we're all like, if, if we're involved in the telling and listening of a story, we're all experiencing this journey together. And to me, like if I'm telling a story, I have a flair for the dramatics. I try to make it as dramatic as possible. And so I'm going to say something really slowly before I say something crazy so that I get people's attention. And we're all having that moment, that moment of release when the punchline comes and the laughter comes. And I think like just having that moment to bond over, um, it's something that can't really happen any other way. We're not really going to have the same bond when I share statistics as I do when I share a story.
1: Right. Now, so when when you're describing that stuff, I, I hear you say telling verbally you're in front of people you slow down for dramatic effect and speed up when you want to get excited can you have that same kind of experience when you're talking about you know digital stuff like social media like twitter you know facebook whatever other than video can you do that (laughs) through like through the written word do you think through social media
0: yeah absolutely we have very clear voice and tone guidelines for our content at impact and when we write an article our editor Ramona is amazing at reminding me like you wouldn't say this this way, so don't write it this way. But also, put this on its own line. Put it in italics. Uh, Bold this word. I mean, we have, that's why texting is probably the worst way to communicate because you have like the least amount of stylistic options to convey all of those emotions. Uh, But when, yeah, you can absolutely tell a story through words and through a digital medium. You can tell it through pictures. You can tell a story a lot of ways.
1: When, what's your favorite way to tell a story?
0: Uh, You know, it's, it's conversation. Yeah. I mean, I think that's part of what makes me hopefully good at my job, is uh, I'll definitely talk through Twitter and I'll hop on a video or even like at least now we're talking in real time face-to-face uh, through, through Zoom. But nothing to me beats like a face-to-face conversation like this or in person.
1: Yeah, I think that's one of my favorite too. Um, and, and, and I love, you know for those storytellers out there listening, if you really like a certain platform, stretch yourself a little bit, right? You know, I've, I've talked to people who I I love to write, but I don't like to present or I love to speak, but I don't think about it as writing. How do you challenge yourself to become a better storyteller in different platforms?
0: Ah, yeah, that's a great question. I think that, so I, I try to think about stories I like and as a, a storyteller, I'm selfish. I want attention and I want people to listen to me. That's why I like telling stories in person. Uh, but the stories I like actually involve the least amount of um, pressure on me as a consumer of a story or a listener. I like Netflix. <laughs> I like things where my response is not part of the the situation. And so I think doing something like a webinar is really interesting to me because I have to convey the same amount of energy but I don't get to hear the reaction on the opposite end. And I think that's, that's probably hardest for me, harder than writing something, uh, more challenging than working on a video that I'm gonna post to social media because I'll get to post it and then see the reactions later. Um, the webinar, the best thing you're gonna get is like maybe comments in the chat.
1: <laughs> yeah, and, and you see, you see you say webinar, but you see that as the same thing with Facebook Live? No, I don't. For some
0: reason, I don't. I think social media is inherently social. And so when I'm on Facebook Live, I just did a Facebook Live before this in Impact Elite in our Facebook group and people immediately jumped on and started hitting the reaction buttons and answering poll questions, which you can do in a webinar. I think people are just more apt to comment on something in real time in a social platform than they are to just be like, haha, yeah, totally on a webinar. I don't know if it's the professionalness of it or the lack of social, but also the reaction buttons on Facebook live or any streaming Instagram, uh, give a, give you that kind of reaction.
1: Yeah. And, and how do you, so you've mentioned quite a few different platforms and different tools we can use as storytellers. How do you, how do you sift through that? If I'm a new storyteller or I'm someone who's trying to expand, how do I even sift through that? Where do I start? What do I do?
0: Yeah, one of, my, one of my favorite phrases that I say all the time is uh, best practices are test practices because someone can come to you all the time and say that the new best practice is to do live Twitter video. Like, yeah, maybe it is for some people, but you have to test everything that you do. And it's not everything that works for everyone is going to work for you. Uh, for us, we're just getting into Instagram stories. We're going to test it. We're going to see how that resonates with our audience. Uh, Maybe they will follow us on Instagram. Maybe they won't. We'll see. A lot of people that follow Impact don't already follow us on Instagram because we haven't been using it in that way. Um, But in terms of figuring out where to go, I never try to do everything at once. I pick one thing. I focus on testing it. I focus on analyzing the outcome and then adjusting based on that one thing at a time because I can't do... I can do one thing. Well, I, I cannot do everything. Well, it's just not possible. Mm-hmm. And I also would say like, before you go down the route of trying a new platform or a new place, ask your audience. I mean, even directly ask or, or just start to listen and see if that's some, something that they would even want. Uh, I, used to work with like some law firms and I wouldn't expect law firms to follow me on Twitter. In fact, I went to an event for law firm marketers once and I wrote a, an article and I printed it out and I brought it to them on paper.
1: <laughs> and did you end up fi- having anyone follow you on Twitter after that? At least a few yeah. of them. No, no. okay.
0: <laughs> Not a one. <laughs> I think maybe um, the like LMA, the, the legal marketing association Twitter might've followed
1: me. Sure. Uh, it's funny. Uh, man, I mean, I love, I love the social media, world that we're in. It can be so connecting. It can it can also be, there's bad sides to it. It can be isolating and stuff like that. But I love I love the world we're in. Um, and, and I look at it as another tool to make you a better storyteller. Twitter can be done in very quippy, concise uh, modes of communication. You can get very lengthy on medium. And that feels social to me because you can clap oh, and yeah. share things, right? Um, how do you see social media impacting Storytelling in general and marketing in particular. How has social media changed that scope? Do you think or that landscape?
0: I think we're getting to the best part of it because there there's something happening where people enjoy video. We know that it's not a surprise, but it, as marketers, we're like, okay, right? We get it. People like video. We've got to do video, and the social media platforms recognize that, and the algorithms are pushing video toward the top of things that are being seen. And so, with the algorithm and the thing that people want all pushing toward video. It's pushing marketers toward doing something that puts us in a place of vulnerability. It's you have to be a little bit vulnerable to come on video and put your face and your voice behind something. It's much harder to say something than it is to write it. And Mm -hmm. I think that's one of the biggest, I don't want to say dangers, but even just challenges of social media or even digital platforms in general is it's easy to say something that you type you know, hide behind the safety of your screen and forget that there's a human on the other end of it. And so we're at this point where we have this like amazing way to connect with people at scale in real time and we're going to be doing it or we're almost forced to do it in specifically the most vulnerable honest way.
1: Absolutely. It's yeah, it's it's huge to be looking at with somebody like you said earlier stuff face to face and then video obviously does that. So when when we talk about being a human, humanizing it, being authentic being vulnerable. It, it all, it all makes sense. Like to me, I mean, I get, I use those terms too, but for those storytellers out there who are, again, maybe just starting off or trying to do something new, what does that really mean for you to be human and authentic and vulnerable? Does it mean to have to cry on every video that you do to be vulnerable or what is, what, no. like, like, what's a tactical way to do that?
0: Just cause I cry out every video and no, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I, I too. think it's I'm, fine. Yeah. Uh, I, I've been asked this question a couple of different times, not specifically in terms of storytelling, which is, is interesting to think about, but one thing I love is when I meet someone in person and they say, I- I'm so excited to finally meet you in person, but I feel like I already know you. Like, great, you should. If I'm being my true authentic self on video, on Facebook, on Twitter, in email, and then I meet you in person, it really shouldn't be any different. Like maybe my voice sounds a little higher, I don't know, <laughs> but other than that, like you should are we do know each other just because we haven 't met in person doesn't mean we don't know each other, and so I think being human and being authentic on any platform means not changing what you say or the way you say it or what you do uh, from what you would do in person now that doesn't mean that you don't follow best practices for a specific network. I mean, when I go live on Facebook, I wait a few seconds when I do a video, I always start with a smile because I know it's going to set a certain tone. Uh, but I'm still going to talk the way that I would talk and I'm going to say gonna and could instead of going to and can. And I think that that rule should apply just as much to Twitter and email as it would to anything else uh, with the exception of like very professional writing outlets. Uh, I think to be human and authentic and yourself, especially on social media, is just not think too hard about it and be respectful. Let's all just be respectful.
1: Amen. And and I like what you said, Steph, about it, when somebody meets you in person, they say, I feel like I know you. That's a great way to to think of how to do that, you know, just to be who you are and, and don't be afraid of that. So that's good. That's good advice. Thanks. I like that. Um, so let's get uh, a little bit out of this the social media side of things. Just talk about story in general. Do you have a story that has changed your life? Something that you were told or heard or that you told? a life changing story,
0: man, I don't it's I love thinking about these questions because I could think about it all day and come up with like five different answers and then my change tomorrow, depending on my mood. I was talking to someone about this because I did look at a couple of the questions you asked beforehand just to you know get my brain going. I was walking around and I thought about this one, and I'm like, every airport horror story I've ever heard, I think is like the story that's changed my life because they like, they're so entertaining to me for some reason. I don't know why. Like I've heard stories of people growing up in these crazy situations and then like building a business out of nothing and then going on to do these amazing things. I'm like, yeah, but this one time my dad was stuck in the airport (laughs) and it just like, I can recite his story word for word. It just stuck with me so much. Um, I think those, those stick with me, but the stories. I guess the story maybe that has probably changed my life are the stories of someone being incredibly out of their way helpful. And I think that's just like, it's one of my core values as a person. It's one of impact's core values, which is why I love being part of the impact team and why we align so closely. Um, When I hear a story of someone going out of their way to help someone, those stories always influence me in a positive way so i don't know if it's like one story has changed my life but like those kinds of stories are, are always changing me
1: yeah those are good i like i mean yeah always be helpful
0: that um, and if you give a mouse a cookie
1: there you go <laughs> i love it uh i think one that did it for me was the uh that's Just seuss when all the places you'll go oh yeah that's a good one too like i, I, I like to those couple, kid stories right
0: yeah i mean they're good for re- like a giving tree they're all good it's, yeah they're great stories
1: how do you think um, the 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 field that you chose to go into, marketing, is impacted by what by storytelling? So I guess what I'm, I guess what I'm getting around to is, have you always been a storyteller, and did that kind of shape your choice of career, or did it all just kind of happen by accident? <laughs> I
0: definitely wouldn't say I've always been a storyteller. It's not like I grew up thinking that this is this is what I would do. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't say that. Uh, if you watch home video of me as a child, other people might say that I've always been a storyteller. Yeah. Um, I think I don't, I didn't even so much choose marketing as it did choose me. I went to school to study music and left with a degree in public relations. So, you know, as one does, but I think that the storytelling aspect has always been a part of my life whether I knew it or not. Like I love magic, and when I was little, I, I used to like to learn magic tricks, and I always loved the tricks that like told a story that brought you through a journey, not the tricks that were just like, is this your card? Uh, those are fun, but the the ones that were like the four queens went to the court, like those are my favorite kind of tricks, things that that tell a story. Now I know like all of two magic tricks right now, and they work best on a drunk audience, so I'm not going to do any magic, but. I think that I've always liked telling stories and I loved acting. I loved being in plays and musicals, um, telling stories that maybe weren't mine, I guess, retelling stories. Uh, But in terms of marketing, it's interesting because we're all trying so hard to tell our story all the time. Like every marketer you meet is like, well, this is our mission. And these are our values and here's our value proposition. And this is our audience. And this is our, voice and tone and like we've all perfected this perfect storm of what our story is and that's great it's much better than probably just trying to sell people based on pure psychology and like vocabulary but as a marketer I I do tell stories and that's great but I think I focus way more on helping than storytelling and there's there's stories in our content for sure. There's definitely not to say that there aren't, but I think the, just the relationship and the connecting aspect of what I do now is most important. And sometimes to get to that relationship building point, you're bonding with people and you're bonding over stories, stories of how you got there, stories of marketing tactics you've tried that worked or didn't work. Um, Speaking at a conference or an event to like, I spoke at inbound and impact live. Like those, I'm telling stories at all of those. Sure. Facebook live, the impact show. And we do our Facebook show on Fridays, but I don't think of it as like, all right, I'm gonna wake up every day, tell stories.
1: Right. Do you, so when you tell us sto- stories from the stage, is that, do you, I mean, you said it earlier, I think do you like the attention. Is that an, that's an immediate feedback thing though, right? Like, is that, yeah. that's addictive, right?
0: Is that why you it want is. to be an actor too? It's, yeah, I'm sure it is. It's both <laughs> addicting and terrifying. I mean, when you tell something and when you say something and people laugh, like there's no way that doesn't release endorphins in your brain. It makes right. perfect sense that, that most people would enjoy that. Um, but I think the the telling a story from the stage portion is – interesting because I do do it mostly out of wanting to help people. I, I have a something that I've figured out that I want to share. I want to help people because I've been in their seat quite literally. I've been sitting in those seats at conferences going, man, just tell me something, like teach me something, help me do this. Don't just talk at me and tell me what you've done. And so uh, it's really from a place of wanting to help. Uh, but then, yeah, the attention's definitely a bonus.
1: Yeah. A nice mix there, right? So. Yeah. So something I heard you say, Steph, was um, a minute ago about connecting, right? And don't just share, you know, stuff with me. Don't just share statistics, but connect and then help me. And I was listening to um, Douglas Burdett, the marketing book podcast, and he interviewed a guy named Mike Adams who wrote the the seven, um, what was it, the seven stories every salesperson must tell. Hmm. And what he said was something, what you just said too. So I kind of want to go back to that and revisit that and, and reiterate it for listeners. Story connects us and you can, you don't have to only tell stories to teach someone, but when you're getting ready to teach them, you start with a story of, you know, well, how did you get to where you are? Oh, that's interesting. And you listen to stories and then tell a story and be vulnerable. So you ask questions, you share, be vulnerable. So all the things that you've said, like I heard that on, on Douglas's podcast too. And I just thought, man, that's a great thing to kind of remember. That's so
0: interesting too, because my fiance and I have this conversation a lot uh, with the difference between like listening and active listening. I'm a very active listener. Like if someone's telling me something and I'm connecting with them and I hear something that resonates with me, I'm immediately like, Oh yeah. Oh, uh uh-huh. Totally. Mm -hmm. I remember I've, I've been there and I, it's not out of like a place of interrupting. It's out of a place of connecting. And my fiance has a very different style of listening. It's like absolute silence, focused on you. It's like the most intense form of listening. And it's, it's so cool to talk to someone like that. Who's just, just focused only on you and listening and doesn't say a word until you meet someone like me who wants like reaction and attention. And I just assume like you've tuned me out at that point. <laughs> so it, it is interesting to connect with people in a conversation where you're, you're telling a story and you're asking questions and you're saying, tell me more because you're, I feel like that's the thing that was missing. Was asking question and giving somebody a chance to respond, versus like either silent listening or me just interrupting. <laughs>
1: right. and, and you say you say fiance, but as we're recording this, that'll be a few weeks out, so you're actually going ah, to be married. I'll say my wife. Right, that's awesome. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Um, uh, I can't wait to see the pictures because I follow you on Instagram and <laughs> yes. Twitter and everything. So it's going to be beautiful. I know. Um,
0: Thank you.
1: And uh, and there again, a wedding is a story. Oh yeah. It's like we just can't get away from it, right?
0: Oh, it's true. I mean, I'm writing my vows and it, even that is Aww. all kinds of storytelling.
1: I, I won't ask you to read them because in case you will not right, what to be I after, know. I guess. I, I, you know, I would too. Um, so I want to go back to something else too that you said. You, you talked about going to school for music. I envision a season of Storytellers Network where I talk to entertainment storytellers
0: Oh and yeah. I envision
1: like songwriters. Yeah. I mean, music can be story, right?
0: Oh yeah. And even without lyrics, I mean, instrumental music can absolutely
1: be a story. So what's what's kind of your favorite music then to tell stories or listen to stories or like what's what's Steph's music heaven?
0: Oh man. Well like my Spotify account has folders. So like that should tell you how diverse my taste of music is. Fantastic. Um, I'd, say, I'd say my favorite kind of storytelling music is is Broadway. I mean that makes sense. Like it's literally musically telling a story. So that that's obvious. I think the less obvious uh though is probably the more classical more modern classical like I love Shostakovich Shostakovich is my favorite composer and the stories that his compositions tell are so interesting and like even if you don't know the story behind a piece if you're listening to it like you're gonna feel the emotion that You, you can't miss it which I think is so cool um and I also just love any classical like instrumental only piano music um jukebox the ghost is a great band and they did a piano only cover of all of the songs on one of their albums they released like a piano only version and it's one of my favorite things in the world to listen to
1: jukebox the ghost yes i want to check that out and want to put a link in the show notes for everybody to check it out too yeah do it very cool yeah I, i love music so much and yeah, I, I hope to get some songwriters on. So if you know any, let me know.
0: <laughs> I know a couple. <laughs> All right.
1: Fantastic. Um, so what do you what do you what do you do today in this noisy landscape to get stories out there? If I'm if I'm a storyteller mm-hmm. wanting to, whether it's a book or, you know, medium or video, how do we how what are we supposed to do to get our stories out there today?
0: I mean, don't make it about you. I think that's the first thing. Mm-hmm. I make any story I'm gonna tell is about the lesson or the person I'm helping or it's not about me for starters. Even if it's like my autobiography, I still feel like I have something to share or something to teach. I used it to, was joking with people recently, I'm going to write an autobiography called My Slides Aren't Done Yet. It's like every event I've spoken at recently, like I know what I'm going to say, but my slides aren't done yet. Uh, but even that should be about like how I eventually found a way to get my slides done on time.
1: That's me right now, actually. You see? I have a presentation next week. And I'm like, I, I probably should work on that this weekend.
0: I got to write this book. <laughs> the problem <laughs> oh, is I don't have the answer yet. My slides still aren't done. <laughs>
1: yeah, always. It's always the last second, right? Yeah. Or, or I get the slides done because I know what I want to do visually. And then like the script isn't done.
0: Oh, we should trade then because that never happens to me. <laughs>
1: uh, this time it's bad. This time it's the same way as you. This time I have everything written and yeah. kind of timed out. And I'm like, okay, do I memorize it? Do I just do notes? It's a whole thing. Yeah. And it's all stories. That's the best part as I finally have realized yeah, I want to teach, but I want to give stories as examples and things too. So, I'm, and they're I'm a good excited.
0: way to like remember what you're going to say too. I mean, if I have this very specific performance like cadence of a talk that I've come up with, and every slide has a punchline, I'm probably going to forget what I wanted to say. But if I'm telling a story, it's something I know well, and I'm I'm going to share. I'm not going to forget what I'm going to say.
1: Yeah. Um, so I like what you said earlier too about, you know, I, I think about the path that we're on and that, you know, you didn't choose marketing, but marketing shows you, uh, mm-hmm. I feel the same way about myself some days. Um, but the fact that you do all these really cool things at work, you get to do them for other companies before impact. Now you do it for impact for other companies, like all these things, you know, Facebook live and writing and presentations and, 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 and marketing, but you didn't get here because you just went, I'm going to be a marketer. You got here through a journey, through a story. Um, You said, you know, music, you went to school for music. You mentioned um, you wanted to be an actor. uh, You talked about liking magic. So to me, it's like all these things that help tell stories can get you into something, a a job like marketing or maybe business development or whatever. Is there like, is there a a part of your story that you'd love to share with somebody to inspire them to get into marketing? I mean, obviously you, you love it. But is there anything that, that you kind of find yourself over the last few years going, and this is, somebody should know about this. This is totally <laughs> you know, off the cuff too, by the way. It wasn't in the question. So No, it's good great. Luck.
0: You like strung my life together without realizing it, which is kind of <laughs> creepy, but also kind of cool. Um, it's funny because this is like such a cheesy answer and you know it from years of, of being in this industry, but like the secret is don't go into it to do marketing, go into it to help people. And I keep saying that, but like, it's just so true. And I think back to, yes, I went to school to study music and I loved acting and I loved magic. And what you don't know is that right after I graduated with my super useful degree in public relations, I worked for a, an entertainment booking agency and I booked like magicians and comedians at summer festivals and colleges. And I like, I thought that was what I wanted to do. I was convinced that I wanted to help other people Essentially, tell their stories. Like, I wanted to help these stand-up comedians go perform, and I wanted to help these magicians go do shows, and I was connecting with people to connect the right performer for their their event. I love events because it brings people together. And what I realized in the process of that, and how I actually got into marketing and HubSpot and all of this, was I was working for this agency, and we were sending out these email blasts, like fifty thousand, hundred thousand students across the United States who worked on campus activities boards. And it just said the same thing. It was just like a catalog of our performers who were available that month. And we just blasted it out. And I was like, there has to be a better way to do this. You know, all infomercial style, like there's gotta be a better way. Yes. Uh, but I, I kept thinking that, and this was around the time, it was shortly after HubSpot started, but like this whole inbound marketing thing wasn't much of a thing then. it didn't really have that word. And um, I think the first inbound event that ever happened, I wasn't at it because I was at this agency and didn't know it was a thing yet and I was looking at our emails and I was looking at the list of people we sent them to and I was thinking about like I was a student I booked these people at my college what did what would I want and I thought about how we'd go to all this work and try to find the perfect magician for family weekend and like not enough people would show up and as an agency with a ton of entertainers and have been doing this for years we know how to get people to show up at shows. We know what to say about the person. We know what the posters should look like. And so I was like, why don't we just create like a guide, like a guide for students to promoting these shows on their campuses. And I didn't even know what I was doing at the time. I was just trying to help people. And so then shortly after that, a friend of a friend connected me with somebody at uh, Chicago Transportation Solutions, which is how you and I met. <laughs> and I, he, he was like, okay, I want you to come here and create these tours for the city of Chicago. It was a charter bus company. And he was like, I want you to create these tours for the city of Chicago. And we're going to put them on our website. We have this thing called HubSpot and we have a blog and like, you can write a blog if you want. And with that, I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to do it. And I blogged every single day for a year, every single work day, weekday for an entire year or like 200 and something blogs. And it was the perfect answer to what I was looking for, which is like, how can we Help these people. It wasn't about telling them that we had a tour of the haunted nights of Chicago. It was about telling them how to get 50 people on and off a bus in an efficient fashion and not leave anybody behind at the end of the tour. And so, this, like, I want to help people do their thing better just became like, oh, I guess that's marketing.
1: That's awesome. And, and I think that's what marketing should be. Unfortunately, marketing. It's the marketing that works, let's be honest. <laughs> that's a, right. I love it. Um, so, we, we could sit and, and have a beer all night long. Um, but, you know, sometimes things, there you go. Sometimes things have to come to an end, unfortunately. Um, uh-huh. But I'm not going to let you off the hook too easily. Oh, gosh. Uh, we're going to get to the last question. If, and, and I know you consider yourself a storyteller, but sort of not, because you want to be helpful, not just a storyteller. But somebody said to you, right, staff, we're done telling stories. You got into something else. What would be the last story you'd want to, to go out on? What would that look like? What would it be? How would, how would that be for you?
0: Oh, man. You really aren't going to let me off easy.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> the last story I can tell. Hmm. That's really interesting. I got to go back and listen to every episode. Have you asked this on every episode? I have. I'm going to go back and listen to the end of all the episodes I haven't listened to. just
1: <laughs> Actually, you know what I'm thinking about doing? Like truly, like, just, so I'm thinking about for the, at the end of the year when I've got basically no more guests and everybody's on Christmas break or whatever and they just want to binge on stuff. Putting together a highlight reel of that answer for every yes. single yes.
0: That's a really, that would make me right. want to go back and listen to the other All one. Right. So you definitely All do that.
1: Right. I'm going to do that.
0: Because uh, I've only listened to a couple and now I'm, now I'm, now I'm hooked.
1: Oh man. That's oh right. man. I
0: like my, I don't want to say this, but like, I don't have any, I don't have a story good enough to tell to answer that question. <laughs> <laughs> I guess the story will be the story of my wedding that's about to happen and I'll, uh, I'll tell it next time. There you go. Uh, I think if I could only tell one more story aside from like my most recent airport Horror story experience. I would probably tell the story of how my mom managed to unite our entire neighborhood when I was little around a holiday that no one else celebrates and bring kids together to perform and parents together to watch from all around our neighborhood like 50 kids, 150 people in the audience to celebrate the first full moon after the first day of fall.
1: Wow. That's And really if you cool. want to hear
0: the rest of it, I guess you'll have to come ask me about it. <laughs> All
1: right. I'll have to come to Chicago then real soon.
0: Cuz I that's feel awesome. like it's uh it's not the story that's changed my life, but it's definitely something that's guided me
1: through my life. And it sounds like maybe it's an inspiration be, you know y- your mom did this to be to be kind, to connect to do something cool and and like that's what you do now as as a career I th- I feel like so
0: yeah and big I, surprise my mom's in marketing too so. oh there you
1: go <laughs> awesome well where's the best way for people to connect with uh with Miss Stephanie
0: oh this is gonna be fun because I'm about to change my name <laughs> so that's true the best place to find me is if you can't find me I'm probably not doing my job very well uh, <laughs> but this will be the true test of it actually uh, is like. Twitter, Instagram, I'm at Steph Stevens, and uh, Facebook is just my name, or Impact Elite is probably the best place to find me is our Facebook group, so you can just go on Facebook and search Impact Elite. Uh, my email is Stevens at impactbnd.com, you can email me. And then after October 20th, or whenever I get around to changing all this stuff, the um, <laughs> This is the, the fun test is my new name's no easier to spell than my old name, but I will be Steph Bioki or S Bajoki, which is B is a boy, A-I-O-C-C-H-I. And yes, I already bought the domain and claimed all of the social handles.
1: So well done. You
0: can find well, me by either name.
1: Well, I'll put, I'll put links in the show notes, but I'll make sure before this goes live, we'll connect again make sure I have all the right ones, <laughs> <laughs> yes, but yeah. for listeners, I'll make, you know, you can go to the show notes at uh, storytellersnetwork.com and you can find all those links right to Steph and connect with her. And that's a good place. Ask, ask questions and get help, right?
0: Yeah, exactly. That's all nice. I want.
1: <laughs> there you go. Well, thanks for being on the storytellers network, my friend.
0: Thanks so much for having me. All
1: right. Once again, thank you so much, Steph, for joining me tonight. Uh, that was absolutely amazing. And, and I hope that uh, you as a listeners get a lot out of it. She is inspirational and helpful as you heard. Uh, So be sure to visit Stephanie online. You can find all her links to social media and everything else uh, in our show notes. If you enjoyed the episode, please consider sharing it yourself on social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, email it, text it, whatever you want to do. Just tell somebody on the street, Uh, go to our our merchandise link on storytellersnetwork.com, buy a shirt and wear that and tell people but you can share the episode anywhere. It's always helpful and very much appreciated. And if you're new and you want to subscribe, text storytellers to 31996. Storytellers is like the keyword thing, right? Uh, to 31996. And uh, and hey, if you like it, what, what I'm doing here, please consider leaving me a review as well, wherever you're listening to the show. Until next time, here's to telling our stories and actually having stories to tell. Cheers.